shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hey, it's Ty Smith of the Spokane Chiefs. It's Adam Bokris. Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs. Hey, it's Quinn Hughes from the University of Michigan. Hi, I'm Dominic Buck. I'm Jacob Bernard Docker of the Oak Oaks Oilers. It's Joe O'Brien. Hi, it's Barrett Hayden of the Sioux Greyhounds. Brady Kachuk from the Boston University Terriers. Major Junior. In the 100th year of the Memorial Cup, the Ankeny Panthers T-Tall have won it for the first time. NCAA. Face off, 50-50, that's it. Minnesota Nice. Minnesota Duluth, national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select Frolunda defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. And more. Oh, yes! Oh, my goodness. We're not going home yet, baby! This is the Pipeline Show. Here we go. Welcome to the Pipeline Show. It's uh, great to have you on board once again. If you're a returning listener, if you're new to the program, then welcome to this episode of the Pipeline Show. Hope you'll be back for more. We always start with the question of the day, which, of course, brought to you by the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, through Game 4 of the first round of the WHL playoffs. They are locked in battle with the Medicine Hat Tigers, and after those four games, the series is tied 2-2. Uh, let's be honest, if you've watched any of these games, uh, like I have, being a color analyst on the Oil King broadcast, and putting my Homer hat aside, Edmonton dominated three of these games. The uh, Medicine Hat Tigers have a fantastic goaltender. You may have heard of him. His name is Mad Sogard. He was unbelievable in Game 1. The Tigers stole that victory by a score of 2-1. Then Edmonton really controlled uh, Game 2, and somehow Medicine had still got three goals in that game. They were not uh, textbook goals by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Edmonton uh, won Game 2 by a score of 4-3. Game 3 was the one that uh, the Oil Kings really struggled in, and you got to credit Medicine Hat for uh, uh, playing a very good game at home, their first home game of the playoffs. They won that game 5-0. And uh, game four, the Oil Kings uh, dominated once again, uh, but took forever before they could finally get a goal past uh, Mad Sogard. They did, and then they started coming in. Uh, 5-1 was the final in that contest. So it's all tied up 2-2. Game five goes tomorrow night. That's Friday night, March 29th, in downtown Edmonton at Rogers Place. Myself, Andrew Peard, will be uh, on the air. On TSN 1260, uh, bringing you the action of that game. If you don't like us, you can always listen to the uh, man, the myth, the legend himself, Bob Ridley, the uh, voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers. He's been calling games for the Tigers since uh, before I was born. As a matter of fact, today, March 28th, is my birthday. I turned 48 today. He's been calling games. This is his 49th year behind the mic of the Tigers. Uh, It's absolutely unbelievable. And we've been talking to Bob because... For those of you, I think most people know who Bob Ridley is, or at least junior hockey people. There were long stretches in his career where he was not just a play-by-play guy, also the bus driver for the team. If you if you don't know Bob's story, you should Google it. There are lots of articles written about uh, about Rids, but we were just talking about it uh, before game two, and I asked him like the the longest trip he ever had to do, where he drove the team to from one rink to or from one town to another called the game, and then drove to the next town, what the longest trip was. He told me it was like 26 hours. Uh, I fr- I'm trying to remember where he said it was. It, it, it may have been uh, from one road team 
to Portland and then back to uh, Medicine Hat that night. So uh, I don't remember where they, where they started. But he said it was like 26 hours. Also told a story. Uh, one night he was so tired. And keep in mind, this is like the, they had no co-pilots back then. Things are much different now in terms of uh, you know regulating how much time a guy can be behind the wheel, things like that. But he, he told me he was uh, going into Spokane. I've never been, but apparently the one of the entrances to Spokane is a big hill. So you go down a big hill into Spokane. He says he cannot remember uh, going down the hill uh, for <laughs> on one of those trips. I, I come home after a game that I was uh, broadcasting, and I'm kind of tired. I, c- I could not imagine having to drive six or seven hours to get to a game, then call a game for four hours. Uh, well, you know, you don't call the game for a full four hours, but you you do the setup, and then you do all the pregame stuff. Um, it's it's a lot more than just the two, and a, two hours plus two and a half hours that you're actually on the air. Anyway, then you climb back onto the bus. Everybody else goes to sleep, except you, because you have to drive the bus to the next town. So, Bob Rids, abs, uh, Bob Ridley, Rids is an absolute legend. So if you're not listening to Andrew and I on Friday night, uh, I completely understand if you want to uh, listen to uh, Rids call. Anyway, the question of the day: It's going to be a heavy college show today uh, because of the NCAA tournament. We're going to be previewing all the regionals uh, today. Last week it was the CHL playoffs, so last week it was all CHL. This week it's uh, going to be all NCAA. But the uh, question of the day is reflective of that i put it out on twitter yesterday for every year since 2006 one of the top ranked teams you know you have four regionals with seeds one to four at least one of the number one seeds every year since 2006 has been knocked out in the first round nobody predicts it ever nobody is looking at the four number one ranked teams this year the number one seeds this year and are saying well they're going to get bounced out in the first round but it seems to happen every year. So the question that I put out on Twitter is, of these four teams, which one is it most likely to be this year if the trend continues? Those uh, number one seeds this year are St. Cloud State, uh, Massachusetts, that's UMass, Massachusetts. I've been butchering the word Massachusetts all week. Uh, you'll hear that actually when we're talking about the, that team a little bit later on in the show. Um, so you have St. Cloud State, Massachusetts, Minnesota State, and the University of Minnesota Duluth. So of those four teams, which one is most likely to get bounced in the first round? You can let me know on Twitter at TPS underscore Gee is where you can find me on Twitter. Give me a follow if you're not following already. Well, let's get to the news and notes. That This is the portion of the show where I will uh, be updating you on the CHL playoffs. Uh, we'll start in the Ontario Hockey League. Two series are complete in the first round. The Ottawa 67s swept the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs. The Sudbury Wolves also moving on via sweep over the Mississauga Steelheads. Those both in the OHL's Eastern Conference. Uh, the other Eastern Conference series are both 2-1. Niagara leads North Bay 2-1. And the Oshawa Generals lead the Peterborough Peets 2-1. In the OHL's Western Conference, three series could go uh, end tonight in a sweep. The London Knights are up 3-0 on Windsor. Saginaw 3-0 ahead of the Sarnia Sting and the Guelph Storm uh, have been taken into the Kitchen Rangers. They're up 3-0. The other series in the West is the Sioux Greyhounds and the Owen Sound Attack. That series is 3-1 in favor of the Greyhounds. Uh, and I'm just checking to see if uh, Game 5 of that series goes tonight. It does not. They play again on Friday. The leading scorer 
Right now in the OHL playoffs, there's two guys. Evan Bouchard, defenseman with the London Knights, Edmonton Oilers prospect, and uh, of the Guelph Storm, Nate Schnarr. Love that name. Nate Schnarr. Both of them have uh, nine points so far. Barrett Hayton, Morgan Frost with eight points, and Owen Tippett uh, has seven points for the Saginaw Spirit. That's the uh, picture in the OHL. In the queue, only one series ended in a sweep, which is not what people expected. Ramuski gets by Shikudmi by a, uh, a 4 nothing margin in a sweep. The other series is still going on. How about this? Roy Naranda, the number one ranked team in the Canadian Hockey League. They are tied with Shawinigan 2-2. And Game 5 goes Friday in Shawinigan. Games 6 and 7 will be in uh, Roy Naranda. So the Huskies still have the advantage there. Boy, that's uh, quite the scare. Shawinigan has uh, put into Roy Naranda so far. The other series, uh, Gatno trails 3-1 to the Drummondville Voltageur. Victoriaville and Valdora tied two games apiece. The Quebec Rampart, well, they uh, got out to a 2-0 series lead in their series against the Memorial Cup host Halifax Mooseheads. The Mooseheads did win game three by a score of 3-1. That one in Quebec. Get this, the Rampart won both games one and two in Halifax. The next three are in Quebec, including game four, which goes tonight. Uh, the uh, Rempar could theoretically wrap up the series on Saturday at home if they were able to win tonight and Saturday. Lots of hockey still to be played in that series, though. Uh, Bay Como and uh, the Moncton Wildcats are tied two games apiece, as are Charlottetown and Cape Breton. The uh, leading scorer in the playoffs in the queue, Samuel Poulin of the Sherbrooke Phoenix, followed closely by Mitchell Balmas from Cape Breton, Alexi Lafreniere of Ramuski, and Felix Robert from Sherbrooke. All three of those guys have eight points. Samuel Harvey in net for Roy Naranda has a buck 59 goals against average. Out here in the Western Hockey League, two series are done, and it also sets up the second round for these two teams. The Prince Albert Raiders get past the Red Deer Rebels in a sweep, so they move on. They will face Saskatoon in the second round as the Blades dispatch the Moose Jaw Warriors in uh, four consecutive games as well. Of note, uh, when the Oil Kings game was over yesterday, I switched over to that game, the Saskatoon Blades and the Moose Jaw Warriors, because they were going into overtime. And uh, so I was listening to um, Les Lazarus call that game, and at the end of it, they, it ends fairly early in overtime. The, the Blades are victorious, everybody is celebrating, and then uh, apparently, according to Les, Tim Hunter didn't come out for the handshake. Everybody gets a talkie, it's tradition. You all meet at center ice and shake hands and uh, congratulate each other on a hard-fought series, wish the next, the other, the winning team best of luck. Uh, but head coach uh, Tim Hunter apparently went straight down the dressing room, uh, the tunnel to the dressing room, did not take part in that, and that got some reaction from fans on Twitter last night, and I think probably deservedly so. Don't like to see that. Elsewhere in the WHL, uh, sticking in the east, I told you Edmonton and Medicine Hat are tied 2-2. The Lethbridge Hurricanes are up 2-1 on the Calgary Hitmen. Game four of that series goes tonight in Cowtown. Lethbridge, it's been a home series as uh, Lethbridge won the first two games at home. Calgary winning game three by a score of 5-3. Again, game four going tonight. In the WHL's Western Conference, the Vancouver Giants are having a tough time with the Seattle Thunderbirds. They've been trading wins going back and forth 
Uh, they are through four games. It's tied 2-2. Game five goes uh, Friday night in Vancouver. Also a tight series between Victoria and Kamloops. Uh, that series is, is tied 2-2. Victoria uh, winning game one in game three. The uh, Blazers winning game two in overtime, 4-3, the final in that one. And then uh, doubling up Victoria, 6-3 on Wednesday. The Everett Silvertips uh, won the first two games at home, but Tri-City uh, went to overtime and uh, took game three. So they are back in the series. It's uh, 2-1 with game four going tonight. And the Spokane Chiefs are one win away from eliminating the Portland Winterhawks. The Chiefs took game one. Portland won the second game, that one in Spokane. But the uh, Chiefs winning games three and four, both of them going to overtime in Portland. And they have a chance to wrap it up on Saturday. Game five is in Spokane. The uh, leading scorers in the WHL playoffs right now, Davis Kosh of the Vancouver Giants, former Edmonton Oil King, has seven points. And a bunch of guys with six, including Brandon Hagel of the Red Deer Rebels, who is now done his WHL uh, career. I assume uh, he is signed with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they signed him as a free agent after a 102-point season. Actually, they signed him very early on this season. I think it was back in like November. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, joins their American Hockey League affiliate. Uh, Josh Patterson from Portland. Martin Fasco-Rudas uh, of the Everett Silvertips and Riley Woods all have uh, six points. Woods plays for Spokane. The uh, top netminder right now, at least for goals against average, Todd Scott of the Edmonton Oil Kings with a, a 154 goals against. He's only played the one game, though. Uh, Ian Scott and Nolan Meyer uh, lead the way for the starters. Uh, Ian Scott with a buck 75 goals against average. Uh, one note out of college hockey, the finalists announced for the 2019 Mike Richter Award that for top goaltender in the NCAA, your candidates are Andrew Shortridge of Quinnipiac, Caden Primo of uh, Northeastern, Jake Kiley from the Golden Knights of Clarkson, Joey Decord, the uh, Ottawa Senators prospect. He plays for Arizona State. And Hunter Shepard, netminer with Minnesota Duluth. And this is actually a pretty interesting uh, contest. I don't think there is a clear-cut answer to this one. If you go by minutes played, it's Hunter Shepard. If you go by who had the most wins, it's Jake Kiley. Who's got the best goals against average? Well, that's Andrew Shortridge. Top save percentage, also Shortridge. Most shutouts? Well, that's Joey Decord. And who had the most saves over the year? That's Caden Primo. So all five guys really uh, leading uh, one of those uh, statistical categories. For me, Andrew Shortridge, when you look at minutes played, he uh, only played maybe two-thirds as many uh, games as uh, the other four goaltenders. So that might take him out of it. You look at saves. He had 570. Everybody else is uh, way, like almost twice as much as that. So that might take him out of the running. And the two categories that he was leading, goals against average and uh, save percentage, well, then the goals against average would be Hunter Shepard with Jake Kiley right there as well, buck 87 and 189, uh, respectively. And the save percentage would then become uh, Caden Primo. So it really doesn't, you just remove Andrew Shortridge from consideration. It's still a pretty clouded picture between the four. Maybe you can let me know on Twitter who you think that deserves the 2019 Mike Richter Award. And as for the Hobie Baker Award, as a, the top player in college hockey, they're down to 10. Here are your 10 finalists. Uh, Joseph Duzak of Mercyhurst, Adam Fox from Harvard, 
Ataro Hirose, Canadian, uh, from uh, Michigan State. Quinn Hughes of the University of Michigan. Mason Yopst of Ohio State. Kale McCarr, Canadian, with the uh, Massachusetts Minutemen. Patrick Newell from St. Cloud State. Chase Prisky uh, from Quinnipiac. Jimmy Schultz from uh, St. Cloud. And Nico Sturm out of uh, Clarkson. Those are your uh, 10 finalists. I think most people expect both Adam Fox and Kale McCarr to be in the uh, Hobie Hattrick. Not sure who the third would be. Uh, quite honestly, uh, the guy I'm picking, uh, maybe Taro Hirose, just because he led the NCAA in scoring. Uh, I, I think uh, Kale McCarr gets my vote as a Hobie Baker uh, winner this year, but I uh, do not actually get a vote, so take it for what it's worth. Let's get to the guest list. Here's what's coming down the pipe today. We're going to preview all four NCAA regionals. We're going to start with the Northeast Regional, that one being played in Manchester, New Hampshire. Dave Hendrickson from USCHO will be my guest. Then we'll go to the uh, West Regional, that one being held in Fargo, North Dakota. Dave Starman from CBC from CBS Sports Network and uh, ESPN. He's our guide to that regional. Both of those start on Friday. The two that begin on Saturday, that's the East Regional in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Jimmy Connolly from USCHO will uh, set the stage for that regional, and we'll finish it with the Midwest Regional. Nothing says Midwest like Allentown, Pennsylvania. Adam Woden from College Hockey News will put a cap on the show today by looking at the four teams playing in that regional. So all of that coming up on the show today. Should mention the uh, sponsor. Obviously, it's going to be a heavy uh, NCAA show. So College Hockey Inc. is the sponsor for the NCAA Campus Report. This entire show is going to be basically a giant NCAA Campus Report. So keep College Hockey Inc. in mind if you are a player or you have a player in your family and you need to know what you can, what you can't do to maintain your NCAA eligibility. It's a great resource, that website. Get in contact with uh, Mike Snee or Nate Ewell. They can answer a lot of the questions that you might have about uh, playing NCAA Division I or Division Three hockey. We'll start it off with Dave Hendrickson from USCHO looking at the Northeast Regional featuring Massachusetts, Harvard, Notre Dame, and Clarkson. That starts the show off next. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. Jackney wanted left half boards. McCarr skates down the boards to the corner, stops up there, then got around a defender to the side of the net, cuts in front, shoots, and scores! (laughs) A thing of beauty, a work of art. Kale McCarr just took over this whole game, dangling a defender out of his skates in the left corner, cutting to the slot untouched. Hey, it's Kale McCarr of the Brooks Bandits, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting their first ever playoff series at Rogers Place. Round one continues this Friday night. The Central Division champion Oil Kings go toe-to-toe with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Don't miss a moment of the chase for WHL supremacy. The WHL playoffs are back in Edmonton. Edmonton Oil Kings, Medicine Hat Tigers, game five, Friday night at seven. Great family entertainment at Rogers Place starts at just $21 a seat for a single game ticket. Save on day of game pricing now at oilkings.ca. 